Welcome to another episode of Driving to the Riz. That was that was a big puddle. Oh, because we're actually driving. Yes. So this is like throwback edition. Yeah, with the silence and everything. Yeah, we, uh, we probably won't have time to edit the sounds right away, so if you're listening to this on Monday, you can check again probably a couple of days later so that Sandra has the time to edit and make the sound better. Because <laughs> yeah. it's going to be a lot of background noise as we drive in the storm. Yeah, we're <laughs> on our way to Fossil Beach to check our camper, camper mm-hmm. make sure we put our awning in, which yep. I think we didn't. Because it's supposed to blow 60 miles an hour, which... Yes, that's going to destroy it. That's kind of enough wind to uh, rip your awning. Yeah. And also we went to the boats. Yep, had to go check the boats on the the res. And tie them up, double up the ropes. Mm -hmm. Go see my daughter. to Help her tie up her boat better. Yep. Had a nice, lovely chat. Yep. And it was an interesting interesting orchestration, i got to say. Because today's forecast is for... Driving rain, 60 mile an hour winds, increasing from noon, which we were there at 2, yes. up till, I think, tomorrow morning. It'll be blowing 60, 70, and it'll be easing off, like, uh, toward the last part, later into later into Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Today's, today's Sunday, right? Today's Sunday, it is today. yeah, it is, yeah, Sunday today. Okay, yeah, Sunday, today until tomorrow, Monday. Which is when you're listening to this. It's supposed to be blowing harder and harder and harder and harder and harder, harder, harder. more and more and more and more yeah. rain. And when we're and so at the we summer shack, the, yeah, we were at the summer shack. It was getting blowing really hard. Yeah, we were sitting there and we were getting ready to have Sunday dinner. Invite everybody over and uh, talking to your daughter. Yep. And then the wind came. The wind came. So we checked the weather. Buoys. The awning started <laughs> flopping in the wind. I had to roll it up. Tiny was, uh-huh. oh my God, so what's going on, Dad? Yeah. And Romeo too, right? Yeah. Actually, Romeo got so wet, I had to let him in. And he's a water dog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we uh, packed ourselves, canceled dinner, and said, we got to go check the boats. And yes. what happened when we got to the boats, honey? Just before we got there, the sun came out, and we got a, like, no clouds, no rain. It was beautiful. No clouds, no rain, no wind. No wind. It's like it's a Sunday like, afternoon. And now that we're driving sunshine. away, it's like a couple of hours later now. But, I mean, you can see the leaves and branches on the ground everywhere, but it's still sunny for us. Raining a little bit, not too much. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a Gaia respite, you know. We love you. We're going to keep you safe on the road. Tie up your boat. Tie up your boat. Have check nice on your ride. camper. And when you get home, then <laughs> probably She's all coming. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Brickley's probably, yeah. Yeah, it's Which quite is, amazing. It is quite amazing. That was a really, really excellent orchestration because, by all rights, it should be raining and windy like crazy right now. It should, yeah, totally. And yeah. it's gonna be. It's not. And the curious thing, you see the rivers? We're driving right by the river right yeah. now. Yeah. I've not, I mean, never. maybe I never looked. But it has never seen the river running yellow with leaves before. I know, it's so beautiful. It is so interesting. Yeah. So like, the river all the leaves are yellow and the wind's blowing so hard it's blowing all the leaves off into the river and the river is actually literally yellow. Like gold. Golden, sparkly river. Yeah, it's beautiful. Really beautiful, 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 beautiful. 
Well, why are, why are we so late with our podcast this week? Because usually we should have uh, recorded this Thursday anyways. Yeah, Wednesday and Thursday usually. Yeah. Uh, well, this week we did some work. Um, I haven't done this type of work for quite a while actually. And usually it can like sometimes last a day to day, sometimes a week, sometimes a month. Um, but I haven't done it for a long time. And this time it was requested. I didn't thought we were going to do it next week, but when I was scanning the days, I can't remember who I was talking with at the time, and we were scanning the days to when to start, yeah. and it was like, now. <laughs> I, I remember like we were tomorrow. talking about it, like, the request came in. Who, 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 where does that request even The request is the Human Collective and Gaia and, you know, most of the Human Collective, I would say, at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, I was looking at it, thinking, okay, usually I don't really need that much information. Mm-hmm. I go into that altered state and just get on with it, whatever it is that's presented. And I do have, like as a mystic, I do have all the, the things in place so that it's not like a hijacking to hurt me or others, right? Oh, that's good. Because a lot of people think that um, the requests are coming from somewhere high frequency, but it isn't. And uh, there's ways to figure it out. Uh, one of them is if it's here based, it's low frequency, it's not a high frequency request. If it's um, you, going to you, hurt your can body. Can you give an example of what a fear based request would be? Uh, like if you don't do this, you're going to die, or some other people are oh. going to die, or something so bad is going to happen. The request comes and you feel it as a message that if you don't do this, you're going to die, or everyone's going to die, or something. Or something's going to get hurt. negative is going to yeah. happen. Yeah. So basically manipulating you into doing X, Y, Z based on fear, in a sense? Exactly, yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. So if it's fear-based, it's not high frequency. So then you said you said there was another example? Um, Hurting your body or yourself? Yeah, you're, if, you, if, if it hurts your physical body, then it's not high frequency. But haven't you been requested to do, high fre- to do work by Gaia and the chance of you surviving was like, one percent or something? <laughs> no, it was very low. Isn't like that, 24% or 27%. Uh, I asked what my survival rate would be, and I was given the 27% number at the time. Um, when I looked at it, I said, whoa, well, I'm not going to do that, right? Um, and I said, well, is there anything we can do to make that a higher percentage? And I got the response, yes, absolutely. And for my shock and surprise... It was personal processing. <laughs> I had to deal with my stuff in order for that stuff not to be used against me so it wasn't, during that work. So it is possible that you can get a request that could cause your body harm. That is the low frequency one. Um, or, if you're not, that's why you need training to do mystical work because that's one of the things that you do. You ask, "What's this about? What's my survival rate?" You know, it's not fear-based, but it can get yourself hurt. And in the past, when I didn't have support, I hadn't attracted support uh, from, like, for example, the support that you give is, you know, like, you you make sure that the place is good, that I get enough to eat during it and get good rest and sleep and water, right? Mm -hmm. Good air um, and protecting the environment. Then the body can suffer quite a bit because when you're doing this type of work, you're not really capable or able to cook for yourself or drink water or whatever, you know. Yeah. It's not 
it's not easy. So because it's hard to move around, because pretty much you're not in your physical body very much, you know. And um, so it's like that. That's part of it. Okay. You make sure that your physical body is going to be safe, um, and all these things. That's part of it. That's part of that training, and and um, because if you get a request that is not fear-based, right? Like you said, like the one when I did work in Spain, mm-hmm. so it wasn't fear-based. Uh, but if I hadn't been trained to ask, you know, what's my survival rate? Because it was t- before 2011, so there was a lot of battle. There was that. a there was a battle, right? And that was my ag- agreement to do battle too. Right. Um, and if you didn't ask, what's my survival rate? You wouldn't be prepared. You wouldn't be properly prepared. It would be like going out into the woods with no shelter, no food, no water, you know? So if somebody says, can you go into that mountain and collect water from that stream up there in that mountain? And you go, okay, and just set off without proper shoes or clothes. <laughs> do you see? It's, up to, it's on you. So They're you, going to the mountain to get that water. It's not dangerous or fear-based, but it's on be, you to you prepare should, yourself. You should be prepared, basically. Yeah, exactly. Is, if you're going to go do something, you better. If you're going to be going up the mountain to get water, you probably better bring a water jug. Exactly. You probably better bring a coat. You probably yes. better bring a pack and a way to yeah, camp. Maybe a tent. Yeah, exactly. Although when you're doing work for, if Gaia said, "Hey, can you go there and get some water off that mountain?" You'd think that should be your ally, and not put you in a giant storm, right? Right. Right. So how much preparedness do you really need? doesn't seem fair to ask you and then assume you know all the answers. Well, um, you're supposed to know the answers, ask the right questions to get the right answers. And also, to tell you the truth, the human collective and Gaia, they're not omnipotent. They're powerful and they're caring and loving, but they're part of us. And they're not necessarily familiar with your own physical body strengths or what you sh- know already and what you don't know already right, right. So, so in a, in a different situation if they had said okay go to Spain and do this, all this work right if I had not asked okay so was my survival right and what can I do about it to make it better um, then I wouldn't have done that work and I would have probably not survived it Right, um, and Which would have been not doing the work because you wouldn't have been able to get it done. Exactly, right. But um, so on a I, different thing, you know, yeah. as I started getting more experienced with this, I would go in and look at any type of programs or negativity that I may be carrying myself mm-hmm. that could be used against me during certain types of work, and I would work on those before I did this stuff. <laughs> So yeah. is it fair to say that the request is like a broadcast and then there are basically those who would be capable of doing it are receiving that broadcast and then those individuals might get specific instruction if they decide to, uh, yeah, I'll listen and agree to this request and then request more details about it. So it's like, can someone go up to the mountain and get the water? Does it mean... Ken and Ilya, you go up on the mountain and get water. Because you're the only one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. the reason for requesting more data is because it's more of a broadcast. The collective is like, we as a group need water from there. Somebody can go get it. Yeah, something and like I that. And I think, yeah, I could go get it. I'd like to go on an yeah. adventure. Yeah. I hear your message and I agree. What about uh, weather and stuff? 
oh yes well yeah you will definitely need to be prepared for the weather it's cold yes exactly. and it's icy actually so mm -hmm. if you don't have uh, crampons and and uh, ice axes your survival likelihood is about one percent so uh, exactly it's better to be prepared <laughs> yeah but That's a mountaineer but a mountaineer right. would know that already so they right. wouldn't even have to ask true do you see i do i will yeah. i'm just a I'm just trying to reconcile the request, thinking that it's a request that's an individual, one person go to X, Y, Z. And uh, requests means the requester should know who is being requested, right? I'm requesting a not mountaineer to go to the mountain, so <laughs> I'm going to need to make sure they know to wear clothes. Exactly, yeah. So I guess there's the nuances to it. Yeah, totally. And I suppose the more, more mystically trained you are, the more likely you are to receive these requests and the more likely you are to receive the requests, also the more likely you are to be prepared to ask the per correct questions. Exactly. So and also like sometimes and the requests come and you're not compatible with them and you have to say, no, sorry, I can't do that. Right. I'm not compatible with that. And compatible as in, you know, if you're supposed to go and solve a mathematical equation and blah, 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 and, you know... You can't do maths. You're not compatible <laughs> with it. You're not going to be able to do it, right? I see. So, the nature of this request was the human collective in Gaia, mm -hmm. and sit for. Uh, well, I remember you said something about you needed to sit for a week or six days or something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, it's like it was four days. No, it was five days and four, four nights five, or something. Something like that. Like that yeah. And it'll be start sometime uh, in the next few weeks. In the next week or two. Yeah, and we looked at the schedules, and I remember we had like a trip, a driving yeah, trip, had and we to had to be done a, before that. And we had another thing. So yeah. Like, well, the best time is in two weeks. Yeah. And then uh, that night we went to bed. And we woke up. It's like, oh, it's, it's now. now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There was a significant right event. Oh, yeah. look at that double triple. <gasps> wow. A double triple rainbow. Are you kidding me? Double triple rainbow. I don't oh. see the triple. Right? One, two. I see a double rainbow. My God, that's intense, that rainbow. Yeah, it's really beautiful. We might have to take a picture. Hopefully it'll be gone when we get to Fossil Beach, which is only in a mile or two. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so that's Anyways, how it yeah, works. Anyways, the next morning, middle of the night, when I woke up, I knew it was like now, not yeah. in a week. We yeah. have to do it right now. Yeah. That is correct. And so what did we do? <laughs> we did it right now. Yeah. You remember? Yeah. yeah, we did. It was intense. Yeah. So... Um, We, um, it's, a, it's an interesting set of circumstances that occur when you're sitting. When you're sitting in an altered state, you're generating a field around you that others who are... Do you mean me or yeah. you as in generally one you. sits? You okay, me. Okay, in earlier sitting. I'm sure other people maybe have other also similar or different or I don't know what effects. Mm -hmm. I know I've sat in meditation with and are set by other people who are meditating in. Mm -hmm. I have noticed there sometimes some people have a, an effect or it feels like they have an effect on the sitting that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. In your case, definitely. The mm -hmm. world turns uh, gold and purple and the edges of it, if you're looking, gets a little bit streaky. And uh, if, you, if you were to put a sensation with your fingers, you'd be like, I could probably run my fingers through the wall like... The wall is made out of jello or jello water or something. It's like <laughs> more malleable, more 
Yeah. Transient, less permanent, less solid. Those kind of things, I guess. Yeah. Plus, you can uh, close your eyes and open them, and one minute went by, and you can close your eyes again and open them, and that's an hour later. Yeah. And it feels like the same. Or you can close your eyes again. Fred said he opened his eyes, saw who was there, closed his eyes, opened his eyes, and everybody was different. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Stuff change. <laughs> Everybody's different. There's different people here. Yeah. People came in and out of the room. Yeah, well, he yeah. had closed Stuff his changes. eyes and then opened them again. People had left the room and new people had come in the room. And he wasn't aware of the time difference between his closing his eyes and opening yeah. them. But obviously he closed his eyes and it was closed for a while. Mm-hmm. Time changed. Anyways, uh, you uh, mentioned to talk with him now or and uh, walk with me now and uh, our community that it was a golden opportunity to come sit with you if you want to take advantage of this situation. Yep, yep. Right? Yeah. At an individual or a collective or a supportive, in a mm-hmm. supportive role. Exactly. And I'm happy to say every, a lot of people showed. They Everybody did. showed up even. Yeah, they did. And one of the things to consider is that when I do this work, it's not about sitting down and meditating or not meditating or processing and not processing or, you know, just twiddling your thumbs or holding energies or whatever. It's, yep. it's not about those things, right? It's like, it's a different type of work. I would call it spiritual work or mystical work or shamanic work. Shamanic work Depends yeah. on your culture, what you want to call it. Even I think that people that have seen it, have seen it happen before. And he was um, in a convent, right? So it's like prayer work. So whatever it is that your culture or your religion or your upbringing or your set of beliefs names it, it's fine because you know when you're in it. You know. You know when you're in it. And people came, some meditated, some did processing work, some did um, all sorts of things, you know. Uh, but they sat quietly, and that's what you do. You sit quietly, and why is it that I said, come in, sit quietly, whisper, don't draw attention to yourself? Because the, 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 the closest I can explain on the physical plane that it feels like, and on the physical level, the closest as I can describe it, is if you imagine when you've had like a really, really, really deep, deep, deep sleep yeah and the moment that after that sleep that you open your eyes and your body's still within that um uh, paralysis you know because the bodies release this thing they they become paralyzed so that you don't hurt yourself when you're sleeping oh yeah right and then you kind of start moving a little bit but hypnagogic state or something like that yeah so you start moving a little bit because you know um you have to do it slowly because your body's in that deep deep state of sleep still right you're just mm-hmm. coming out of it that is how it feels in the 3d world that's how it feels for me to like reach out grab a glass of water and drink it mm-hmm. or um, walk and you know move my legs twice a day we moved our legs you know walk, went for a little short little walk but that was necessary because your physical body needs to be looked after it has to move it has to um get that circulation going and be healthy. I do remember you said before you did some mystical work like this where you you were alone in your apartment. 
closed your eyes and you open them and the sun was up and you close them and you open and the sun was down yes. or something like that. What is that? Yeah, because there was no support, you know, like mm -hmm. I didn't get support system. So time, linear time, stop, like it's, it's irrelevant. Right. So your physical body will sit there for hours and you don't know if it's breathing. You don't know if it's drinking water or it hasn't eaten for sure. So that's the type of things you need to look after, you know. Mm -hmm. And as the years go by, you get more knowledgeable and you fortunately can train yourself um, through, you know, trial and error, really, because there isn't anything out there. I mean, I teach these things, but I don't see, I haven't met anybody else who teaches these things. So, um, it's like... You look after yourself and you, you have that state, but why does it feel that way? Because you're doing work that trans, transcends time and space, right? Hmm. And so you, that's why it gets dislodged. You get dislodged a little bit from your physical body because your physical body is what anchors you here to time and space. Ah, I see. But that doesn't mean you neglect it, do you see? Right. The more you look after it, peril, right? exactly. The, the more you look after it during this process, the, more the better and more effective and able. and able and capable you are. Huh. And I think that is why you often hear about um, uh, gurus in India or these yogis in India um, that have a whole team of people around them looking after their physicality, or yeah. their physical selves. And I think that's why they do it because they know they've been doing this for thousands of years, you know. They do have a school to teach you how. <laughs> they do have schools where they can learn how to do this stuff and the support team and everything to carry it out, you know. Speaking of Here India. Here in the West, not speak, so much. Speaking of India, aren't we getting a little drenching of the Ganges? Yes, yeah. That, isn't it that. amazing? Because the storms that are hitting the Americas, or North America at least, I don't know about the rest, but North America right now, it's right from India. It's the moisture right is coming India's. from India. Yeah, in India. And it fell that way, you know, it's like, oh, we're being blessed by the Ganges. Holy water of the, the Ganges. The holy water, water of the Ganges, yeah. This is remarkable. It was really remarkable. And, um, you know, the nature of the work, um, it's very, very large. You know, we probably have a year to be able to exp express it all. But the essence of it is and is related to embodying the light paradigm. And... You know, I can speak many different languages so that people can understand this. Not as in French and English and that, I don't. I mean, I speak Spanish and English in that language, but in language of belief and uh, vocabulary lexicon, right? Mm -hmm. And um, that energy of the new paradigm, the, which is the highest frequency expression of you, the person, yeah. um, is also described in many religions and belief systems in many different ways like Pachamama or Gaia Pachamama, divine, um, divine masculine, divine, masculine the mas divine feminine or God the Father or Mary, Mary the Divine Mother yeah. Virgin Mary yeah, the Virgin Mary you know, all these things a lot of different divine languages energies, the, the, that high frequency divine energy is expressed in all these different languages oh, pausing <laughs> let's pause, pause for a minute. Yeah, let's pause for a minute while you get the things, okay. the gates open. Pausing for a second. Right. 
good pause. We had to, um, you know, check our camper. We did yes. have a little fossil beach minute. Yes. So, so we were literally there only a minute, and the, everything was perfect there. It was. <laughs> well. All is well. All is well. So we're going to go back to the palace. Yes. The res palace, as we call it. Yes. <laughs> the res palace, not on a res. <laughs> not right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's on our res. Yeah. Anyways, we were talking about the energies that are described variously around the world as Divine Mother, or etc. So you could go on. Yeah, Divine Father, um, Lord our Jesus Christ, and all these things. You know, one of the things that um, when people say that they have communicated with Jesus Christ, I say which one, and people think it's really funny uh, because it's like what? Well, there's only one, right? <laughs> but actually, um, funnily enough. For a religion, which is is the Christian religions, but mostly I'm talking about the Catholic religion, which I am more familiar with than other Christian religions. Um, If you say Jesus, they, in Seville alone, I think, they have hundreds of Jesuses Hmm. and hundreds of Virgin Marys, and they all have different names, personalities, statues. And it's funny because... It's a religion that you're not supposed to um, worship idols. idols or different gods, you know. Right. But they have hundreds and hundreds, just a little alone. I have the rest noticed of Spain, the idols in their churches look different. It's like, hey, that's a different one. And they have different names. They, they are, yes. They look, they like call them Jesus or whatever. No, they always have a name. They, they do? always have a name, yeah. What do they have names like? Uh, like um, Jesus of the eternal... Oh, Suffering, or Jesus of Nazareth, or Jesus, Jesus uh, the, 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 savior. the Savior, Jesus, the whatever. They have all sorts of different names for different ones. And they all look different, right? At least in the churches in Spain. Yep. And um, so, but they all, um, you know, the nature of this work, let's go back to that, right? Okay, and okay. why we're talking about these effigies and idols and the different Jesuses and Marys and and the different expressions of what people believe to be God, um, G-O-D, you know. Yep. Um, they have, there's so many religions on the planet, and some of them have a lot of gods, um, and including, like I'm saying, I mean, they don't call them gods, but they're an expression of the same, you know, all these different Jesuses and Marys all over the world. Um, and then the, you have the saints as well in the Catholic religion, and then you have the Arch angels right and um what, what was that i don't know i haven't heard that for a long time <laughs> that was quite loud that was very loud all right i think we fixed that okay. little noise sorry about that because <laughs> here's the noise i know it's difficult yeah. but it's better this than never than not doing or this not. podcast yeah, yeah. we've got to do it now yeah so anyways um as I was saying, there's all these different expressions of this energy. And for many years, all these expressions, um, and I'm talking thousands of years here, have been hijacked by us, the yeah. human collective, to have a light-dark experience. And to have a light-dark experience, we absolutely need to um, have a, a, an illusion of separation. We need that illusion of separation because without it, we cannot have 
a light dark experience we can only have a light experience and then we go back again to this in a circle right, right. to what it means to do this work in this week what was it about yeah what was it about we're sitting yes so the work that I, w I did was to do and many others I'm sure this like you said earlier this call went out and people who can hear it and able to do it have done it around the planet I'm sure of it and um, it's about the embodiment of that energy which we in our language you know may maybe people can say it's a language of new age or whatever you know is to embody the new paradigm. I mean, I haven't heard anybody else. Maybe it's the language of Inelia events, you know? <laughs> to embody the new paradigm. Uh, it means to become and be that energy again. And I say again, very markedly, because it's not something that ever went away, but it did get covered up in a lot of stuff, a lot of negative stuff, because you were having the light-dark experience and then close dark, right? Right. So you had to, as light beings, implement and grab onto a lot of darkness to be able to experience that experience. And um, this time, it's about removing all that, right? Because when I looked at it, I was looking at it. And at the same time, when all this was happening, we watched a video by the Archbishop... Uh, Vigano. Yeah, Vigano. And um, he uses his Catholic language to express what we've been expressing in our Inelia language or New Age language or whatever. But it's the same, he's saying the same things. And um, one of the things that I was looking at, when I was looking at it, I'm thinking, well, sure, you know, like we do this work and we embody it. But we can't wait anymore. It's okay. So we have five days. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> Let's see if we can do this. Um, where do we begin? And it came up in order to embody that and is to have a pure heart. And I was like, oh, what does that what is mean? A pure heart? What is a pure heart? And I thought, oh, that's going to be the first foul because um, we don't know what a pure heart is, but also. The words, pure heart, has been, the dark side has attempted to hijack those words and put all sorts of meanings on it, yeah. all sorts of negative meanings onto it, like sacrificial and innocence and all these other things, which is not, it's nothing to do with that. So the first order of business was to define within ourselves and something that resonated as truth within us, yeah. what does it mean to be of pure heart? So I said to my mystical students and my private students on the homework of do this. Yeah. <laughs> right? You're one of them and uh -huh. you know, in the group and it's like first of all define it and then achieve it. I haven't told you that second part yet. Achieve Surprise! it. Our new homework is achieve it. <laughs> yeah, baby. Well we yes. did have a great deal of interesting time experience doing the homework we did as a group. Mm -hmm. And we started and a uh, half hour went by and we finished, uh -huh. but it was an hour and a half, almost two and a half. And <laughs> we wanted yours. to go in and sit with you. Right, right. So we wanted to get our homework done quickly together. Yeah. We did get it done to, I think, all of our satisfactions, but I think that it brought up a lot of questions too. And those questions were really interesting to navigate. I would suggest if people listening are interested in navigating that definition of pure heart, they go to walk with me now. And start a thread on it, right? Yes. And we exactly. can examine our scenes together. Exactly, yeah. And um, and I thought, oh, okay. 
Um, sure, why not? Let's do that. And I've often mentioned in the past that this is as a soul construct, a soul being, as uh, my first incarnation, my first expression in physicality ever. I mean, I'm not even saying Earth, like ever. ever. And I also explained that my physical body elemental, and if you don't know what that means, you can go to my website, ineliabenz.com, and do a search and you'll find a lot of information about what I mean by that. My physical body elemental has had multiple incarnations on Earth with different souls, right? Right. So my physical body elemental carried a lot of, we might call them stains from not just this lifetime, which he had plenty of, but also from different past lifetimes. Um, carried through lifetime after lifetime these bundles of negativity, fear, um, guilt, uh, greed, anger, um, all these type of things, you know, it's like uh, egoic structures, huge egoic ones carried through lifetime after lifetime and in this lifetime also developed and you know used to experience that like dark paradigm and the that was one level of it and the other level uh, yeah you become in processing all that right and releasing it very very quickly because we only had like five, five days, days. <laughs> but also there was a level of I as environment, the environment, the rivers and the trees and the grass and the stones and the plastic and the buildings and the cities and the sky and the ocean and, 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 you know, the animals, the bugs, everything. And that took a couple of days because as a light dark paradigm, um, experiential setup or playing board, Earth had to also do that, hold on to those bundles. So I don't know how long it took for that to be processed. And, I remember one you know, morning, was, one evening, you were like, wow, that's a heavy day. Yeah, that was probably that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember feeling like we were, got beat up and yes. tired. And Fred said it for him, it was like... Um, Two by four and slapped him around a little bit. Sorry, move. Yeah, I don't know what other people did because uh -huh, it's not necessarily what they, their higher selves, brought them to do. Understood. But I can just tell you what I did, right? What I was doing. That was part of it. Yeah. Um, and then another day, it was um, society and different parts of society, and one of them. I remember one of them that was very, very fascinating to me because I've always been fascinated by religions was religions. So I visited with religion in different parts of the world mm. and um, it was fascinating. And it's like the, I saw that the different languages that each religion uses, I'm not talking about, you know, like English and Latin and Hindu or whatever. So I'm not talking about that type of language. I'm talking about the the lexicon they use to express the same things, right? right. Um, the divine energies, uh, the mother, the father, the, the how they perceive it as mother and father and stuff like that. And it's very why they, they come through that way, you know? And what does it mean to us? Well, you know, most religions 
call us children, the children of God or whatever, or the children of the divine feminine. And that's part of the whole become be children on the planet type of paradigm. You can't be empowered and uh, self-governed as a species if you're children. So there was many, many things, including the hijacking that went from our growth and our enlightenment and our expression of awareness and our divinity to my enlightenment, my progress and my expansion of awareness. You know, it was a, it was a hijacking that happened to stop the whole process. <laughs> From evolving, right? Yeah, sort of throw a monkey wrench into the whole yes, works. Yeah. So there has been resistances by ourselves, the human collective, to making this huge step in evolution, which is to step up and embody that energy, um, including the hijackings of religions and of belief systems and the, the going from the we do it as a species to... I, me, and myself, and all these type of things, right? Divide and conquer. And um, the main one, of course, uh, is fear. So anything that your religion teaches that tells you to be afraid is not your divine masculine or feminine or the the goddess or the god or the Jesus Mary, or Jesus, God, saying those words is actually the opposite, which in Christianity would be called the devil. Those are that energy's words, right? Those people's words. So if you're reading scripture, Bible stuff, whatever, and there's the wrathful, the vengeful, the um, fearful, the betray, yes. all of that is inserted by... The devil. Oh, the devil. <laughs> but what in we that, name the devil, right? What we in, name the devil. In that conceptual yes, yes. framework. Yeah. So in that concept, in that framework, in that framework that you just mentioned, an interesting little factoid, yeah. and I'm talking directly to Catholics here, or, or people who were brought up in that cultural religion. When I saw, what I saw was, you know, like the the Old Testament, the New Testament, and all these things are written by men. Right. Um, what I saw was there is a. I learned when I was young. I was fascinated by the stories of Jesus as I was growing up. Fascinated, I would read everything I could, right? Because I found the whole thing fascinating to me. Fascinating. And I remember that there was a scene where. Jesus went, goes into the desert and is accosted by the devil who tries to persuade him to go dark, dark side, right? Oh, yeah. So the temptation, tempta I think they call it a temptation of Jesus or something like that. I can't remember the temptation vocabulary. Temptation of Christ. Yeah, something like that. I can't remember the actual vocabulary oh, the they use, but it was, it was this scene. And as I remember as a child, I kept seeing it in my mind. Right? It's like, wow, you know, that he was alone. He went alone. Again, divide and conquer, be alone, right? Yeah. Lone wolf out into the desert where you get dehydrated, right? Yeah. Hungry and all and these hungry. things. So oh, you're vulnerable. Not sleeping good yeah, out there either. Not sleeping good. 
and then you get accosted by the devil who tries to tempt you out of being good. <laughs> <laughs> being light. Being light, yeah. And um, he offered Jesus a lot of stuff and, and also threatened him and the usual things that the dark side does. They try to seduce you. They try to threaten you, right? They try to attack you and all these type of things. But if you don't agree with any of them, they cannot touch you. But this happened to Jesus, right? Okay. And and then that was the end of it. That was the end of the story. But when I looked at it now, I saw that the devil didn't give up, right? Mm-hmm. He gave up on Jesus in this conceptual, I don't know if it's symbolic or real story, right? But he didn't give up on Jesus. He went for the apostles. Oh, yeah. You know? And the... Um, the workers or yeah. worker bees he went for Jesus. them. He went for them. And he got a lot of them. He didn't get all of them. Some Good of enough. them stayed pure in light. Uh-huh. But he got a lot of them. And you can tell which ones he got. Because then when they were channeling Jesus or remembering things or when they said and God said or the angel said, their words are filled with those type of things be afraid of God fear vengeful on all these things right right and it's not just those I think those are called the New Testament the ones that the apostles did I'm not sure Gospels the New Testament but there was an Old Testament an Old Bible right and it was full of that stuff too and if you look at it the same thing happened that these people that were bringing forth this information were hijacked. And I can tell you right now that any energy, feeling, godliness or whatever that says to people, go and kill that person because they're sinners or they're not believers or, or they're witches or they're whatevers, is not God. It's not the Divine Father. It's not the light energy. It's not the Divine Universal intelligence is not it's impossible for it to be that it is always 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 the darkness that came into this universe for uh, for us and we invited it into earth to have a light dark experience so if you go back to all those books and all those teachings of your culture or your religion and you strike out right you rub out everything has to do and it's based on fear then you have what's left which is closer to the original message of the spirit. The message of divinity. Divinity. I think and divinity is a nice light. term. Yeah. Light. Yeah. Yeah. So light source essence. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um so that was you know, that's part of it. So, so that day, you know, working with religions, that was part of it. Looking at it and seeing it and also because, you know, we are grown, we grew in these type of situations and I've always had an aversion for people who talk about you know God and Jesus and I mean I respect their language right but I don't didn't really like what they meant by it and that was part of it because that day especially dealing with religions I had to process my personal righteousness right being right and they're wrong that type of energy right so this deeper understanding was huge, huge. And 
I mean, I'm sure that other people dealt with other religions, but the ones that I saw and perceived and worked with was mainly the Catholic one, but I did a few of the Hindu religions as well. Um, and a couple of the Buddhist schools, um, main energy lines that impregnate into all of the different Buddhist schools, a couple of those, and um, um, some uh, some shamanic uh, belief systems uh, throughout the Americas. And um, I didn't, I've never been given the work of Africa or Asia. Other people do that, although, you know, Buddhism does go into Asia, I suppose. Um, but yeah, so the, that was a day of religions, right? <laughs> yeah. And sometimes the morning would have one and then the evening, the afternoon would have another um, to look at, but it's about our hearts and our minds and our energy and our emotional body and pulling all of those pollutions out of it pulling out all of those negative bundles out of it because then we can be and embody that beautiful 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 light hallelujah <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah <laughs> So saith thee. <laughs> yeah. I was so funny because for some reason the I am the Alpha and the Omega. Yeah, I remember. And the beginning and the end came coming up in several, several ways a lot during the first you know, couple of weeks now, two, three weeks now it's been coming in and I've been playing with it, you know, and we have a lot of dogs. And yeah, do. uh, when I tell one off and I will say to them, I'm the alpha, you know, like alpha dog. Uh, they need an alpha, dogs do. And now I was saying, I'm the alpha, I'm the omega. <laughs> <laughs> and the dogs listen well. Yeah. But joke aside, here's the thing. So that's one of the saints of the Catholic Church, that God would present himself and that would be his name. And I think also Jesus was um, named that way, named him or himself that way. Uh, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Um, which is a couple of funny little factoids, you know, that they couldn't have possibly said that because they didn't speak Greek, right? And the Alpha and the Omega just represent the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet. And um, so they wouldn't have said that, but it was translated that way to express, not literally, but uh, meaningfully, what this person was saying. Right. Or what this was being meant. was... Yeah, what this being meant, which is I'm the beginning and the end. Basically, I'm everything, right? And everything here's a little A to Z. Yeah, everything A to Z. Yeah, and here's a little, little nugget, right? Okay. You are also that because you're part of that. You might be the D or the F or whatever, right? Uh -huh. Or the A or even the Omega, but you are part of it. So that's what we come back full circle to the concept of oneness. Right. And the high frequency um, source energy oneness, which is what we're embodying back on Earth. We're bringing it back. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, that was a little summary. I mean, just light fluff over. Oh, yeah. So, um, another one that was very important is sex. Um, 
sex has been corrupted and oppressed and used by the dark side for thousands of years, thousands of years to control people and physical body elementals. Sex is an extremely powerful drive, very, very powerful drive because that's how you make new babies, new bodies. That's how you go forth in time and space. And um, so it's a massive amount of energy as well because it's our connective energy that's there too. And ha that's why it's so, so corrupted and perverse, perverted, perverted. Right? in a lot of ways um, through pornography and through torture and rape and uh, the degradation of women and children and men. And yeah, it's just a, a massive way of controlling um, dark beings as well. A giant lever. Yeah, huge, A giant huge. lever with a huge amount of energy attached to yes, it. Yes, huge. So the whole day was dedicated just for that, you know. Wow. And it was massive, you know. It's like, whoa, I didn't know this was so big. I think that the only time when I had a doubt and that doubt was also part of that program was when we were dealing with the sex um, pollution yeah because in its purest form it has nothing to do with pornography or rape or degradation of children and women and men you know nothing it's not even related to those things so yeah it was interesting um yeah, so there was a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff that got seen and perceived and and looked at and processed. And it's not like the belief of somebody's going to do it for you. I didn't do that work for you, right? I did it for for my own embodiment of the light paradigm, but also as a map. If one person can do it, anybody can do it on the planet, right? You might take less days. Maybe you'll take one day and you'll do it, right? If you haven't burdened yourself with a lot of negative energies through your lives, it's going to be very fast. But if you have burdened yourself, it might take a little bit longer. Right? But it's something that now you know you can do because I know that at least one person did it, right, on the planet. And I, yeah, if I tap into it, and I know that a lot more did do answered the call and did it, right? But how does that call come in all sorts of different ways? And one of the ways is why you're listening to this podcast. The call is out. Are you going to answer it? Are you going to do it? Right? And be careful and be aware that it's not about you suffering. And it's not about you hurting yourself. And it's not about you paying your penance or you're paying for your sins. It's not about that. Those are the corruption of it. It's about processing it. And if you don't know... Well, how do I do that process? You download the fuel processing exercise and you use that. That's what I used. Right? I allow those energies to express and be there and own them. Own them. Because it's so easy. So easy when you're seeing something that you say, for example, you feel guilty because you uh, slapped um, uh, your best friend when you were three or something. Right? I don't know. Just making it up, right? Right. You feel terribly guilty because that person then went on to commit suicide. Um, you know, you, f you, you feel that guilt, right? And you allow it to exist. And you understand it. And you see the situation. But, like, huge but, 
if you start making excuses for it, it's not going to be released. It's going to be kept. So if you start saying things such as, but I was only three, I was innocent, and I didn't know any better, boom, it stays with you. Hmm. Right? It's all true. Yes, of course, you're only three and you're a child and you shouldn't have done it, right? Mm -hmm. Of course it's true. But that's not the point. You did it. You orchestrated its execution. You did it. So that's when you say, okay, it just, it happened. I deal with it. I'm sorry. Absolutely. If you want to express that in yourself. And one of the things is that you release it. You don't make excuses for it. And you could say, well, if I was in that situation in this moment, would I do it? And you go, no, I would not. Right? No way. That means, of course, you wouldn't. And it's fine. So you release it. You don't make excuses for it. Once you start making excuses, or you could say, well, you know, my parents always hit me and I learned from them. So you're blaming another, right? You put blame on another. Making your circumstance external. Exactly. You make your circumstances external. It's not going to be released. It's going to stay with you. You basically gave your power away to Uh releasing it. Exactly. You can't release it because it was something else else. that did it. They have to release it. Exactly. So those are the little tricks, you know, that you can use during your work when you do this work. Yeah. Or do you think you'll be able to put a roadmap together? Or is everyone's circumstance going to be unique? This is it. This is the roadmap. And of course, everybody's circumstance is going to be different. You probably won't need to spend five days in an altered state to do it, right? You probably do it, you know, when you, after work or first before work or carry on in your daily life. But consciously aware and even the intent, because without the intent, none of this can happen. But even having that intent... It's going to work for you. At least bring you, it's like the uh, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. That saying, you know, basically. If They're listening to this podcast, the teacher appears. You're appear. ready to hear it exactly. and you're ready to do it. You're ready. <laughs> you are, yeah, you're ready. So do yeah, it. Your higher self is not going to put you in there. It's not going to leave you hanging. Unless you on the are not very street smart, right? That, and that's on you. If you're not street smart, it's on you. So if you are street smart, you probably are not a lone wolf at this Precisely. point. Precisely. You wouldn't do you it alone anymore, right? probably have a group of mystics or at least mystically inclined and Or spiritually inclined. Spiritually inclined or trained yeah. individuals with open minds mm-hmm. willing to and able to look at this kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Together. together and, uh, take turns yeah. cooking food and taking care of each other. Make sure you eat. And you make sure that at 8 o'clock or something at night you close it, you know, so that you can have a good night's sleep. You pause it, right? You you pause. Yeah. It's not going to close 100%, but no. you pause it. Yes. The intensity of it, you pause so that you can have a good sleep. And that's an order like that you give yourself and you carry it out. So in the process of embodying a pure heart, you're doing physical body work, you're doing past life work, you're doing... World. Emotional body work, you're doing world, society, society. you're doing culture, trees, probably cultures, family, Gaia. Yeah. You can touch on pretty much a lot of everything. Yeah. Yeah. You encompass the entirety of reality. Yeah. 
but you don't have to do it all you know if you have an affinity for say um, being a father do yeah. that do that concentrate on embodying pure heart pure heart divine masculine divine masculine you know and that means discarding to clearing processing eliminating all of the dark uh, influence on your fatherhood. center around fatherhood yeah in this life or in past life physical yes what about your soul yes too yeah some soul. things are physical some things are the souls but it's I guess it doesn't really matter no it doesn't just you have to do both there more than just yeah you one have to do both. one thing there's an all accompany all accompaniment of everything yes, <laughs> yes. small small task just clear everything <laughs> in all bodies in all times yes. all places yes that's it just that yeah okay no problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay and be aware that if you start getting triggered if you start saying up and postponing it i'm gonna do it later i'm gonna do this whatever those are all just firewalls these are part of the programming to keep the light dark part i'm going in your heart right keep those- the darkness going in your heart those are or believes that well all my all my all my suffering and pain and everything is good for me because they make me strong or whatever it's bullshit that's all bullshit it's bad bad stuff it, pain well, doesn't make you strong it just dims your light that's all it does it's starting to get a little stormy honey yeah we're close to home so the sneeze is coming yeah so guy's having a sneeze well guy well i think she's drenching the drenching the the um, continent with ganges water remember? yes blessing, blessing the americas the, with, yeah. uh, the water from the ganges at least north america i don't know about central or south but definitely north america is being blessed by the sacred waters of the ganges that's so fascinating isn't that beautiful it is really beautiful yeah beautiful something Okay, so uh, that's that. It almost leaves me speechless, you know. <laughs> like I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> uh, uh, do you feel complete, darling? Uh, I'm just overwhelmed. <laughs> I feel like um, I wanted to look at a couple of things, and you almost you touched on it at the very end there. That was basically um, the things that stop you from doing it are the things are the chicken scratches. That's yes. the things that are holding you in from embodying a pure heart. Yes, are chicken scratches. Mm-hmm. Basically, right? Yes. Yeah. And they take your attention, took your attention for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That purpose was to keep you engaged in light, dark reality. Yes. And as you've chosen to embody light reality, a new paradigm, one of the and one of the major um, components of embodiment of the new paradigm, light frequency, is the embodiment of pure heart. Yes. And so, define pure heart through this process of joining with your tribe maybe and looking at the words mm-hmm. definition what it means yeah. 
and eliminate from your heart that which isn't light. Yes. Through a process. Mm -hmm. And the process you used was sitting. Yep. And it took you five days, yes. six days, something like yes. that. And in that time, you personally examined this, a day of religion, you had sex, you had, um, what other things? Um, the your environment? past lives of your environment, of your environment, your, yes. no, not past lives, your, the environment. Yes. Environment Reli and sex um, and religions. Family. Family. Society. Society. Um, the earth, like water. Water. Grass and trees grass. and birds and animals. And Things. in the process of doing that, you found bundles of uh, low-frequency energy. Yes. Is that how I would say it? Yeah. And uh, maybe if you're a Catholic, how would, what would you say? You found bundles of sin? Sin, yeah. Sin, yeah, probably. And if you're Hindu or any other, any, any other word that might? Karma, maybe. Karma, yeah. Karma would be a good one, right? Yeah. yeah. So you find those then you process them using yes. your fear processing technique, yes. essentially mm -hmm. replacing fear with whatever it is that you're processing. Yes. It could be a, a dark bundle of rape, maybe, right? Mm -hmm. Or raper, or a dark bundle of uh, uh, harm to your environment or yeah, something maybe. like that. Mm -hmm. Or and your family. You, you process it, uh -huh. and you release it from um, tying you to the dark light paradigm anymore. Right. In a sense. Am I getting it right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So our task, if we accept it, isn't that what they say? The men yeah. Whatever that. Our task, if your task, if you accept it, is to embody a pure heart. Yes. And this is a way. Mm -hmm. Do you think there are other ways? I have no idea, but this is the way that I, I did. <laughs> I don't know if there's other ways, probably, right? I don't know if there is or isn't. Yeah. I'm just I, curious. Yeah. And so this embodiment of pure heart, is it embodying my pure heart, our pure heart? How is this a, our type of act? Um, but what we're, when I described it, it was both, right? Both right. the I, me, and myself, the stuff that I was holding, but also... The stuff that we hold as the planet, you know, the trees and the plants and the grass and the water, and so, also what we hold as uh, society and religion and education and families. So it's both. So it's basically looking at things without separation involved. Yeah. So it's like not that somebody did it to me or something, but it's like what that what that what does that generate inside a, of you that yeah. makes it still be there? Stick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's it? Why is it st stuck there? What's it make it sticky? Right. So in the past, however many thousand years, the sticky was to hold you in the light dark paradigm. Yes. Because that's what you want. That's why you put it there. That's why it's there. Why you put it there? Now, mm -hmm. Time removing to it, it is an active process also of mm -hmm. remembering, looking, processing. Yeah. Okay. Good marching orders. I think <laughs> I got it. All right. Cool. And anything that tells you wait, do it later, do it later, do it later. Uh uh. That's your old stickiness. Yes, that's so stickiness. Part don't of the stickiness. do that. I want to do it later. You're welcome here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you start processing it. Yeah. Yes. Okay, got it. I think I feel complete. Perfect. Love you, honey. I love you, darling. <laughs>